0: You, traveler, what do you know of this land? Do you wish to learn of its law? Come, <laughs> rest your weary feet and warm yourself by the fire. Let's share some mead, listen to tales of misadventure, and learn of Tamriel's rich history with the law seekers. <laughs> ah, here they are now. Jibs I mean, and like, cash. You know, mud where are those fish? Those fish out in the ocean that'll eat you alive if you get too far water fish? Yeah. No
1: way, dude. Those things are bony.
0: Oh, hey! Look who's here! Hey, welcome. Have a seat. How'd you find us? Well done. Thought we were hidden pretty well. Hey, uh, hook up with a drink. Yep, for sure. Thanks, sir. All right, well, uh, what have you been up to, man? It's been a while. We haven't really spoken. You've been busy. I've been busy. What's happening in the game?
1: Ooh, in-game. In-game a lot, actually. Um, Tons and tons of PvP, of course. Yeah, with PvP! And I'm going to freely admit it. I think I'm a little burned out. Yeah? I love the old PvP, but I am... I need questing. Yeah. I need to do some questing. So, that is the beauty of ESO. Is that when you, you know, kind of burn out on one... Thing you can move to another right. relatively quickly, and um, let me kind of preface that a little bit. Why am I burned out? Um, because I get my butt stomped in PvP repeatedly, yeah. Um, but I know that I'm ticking people off out there with my Templar build. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of fun just to run around and shield and heal and heal and shield and shield and, shield and heal. And watch people try to kill me and then give up. Right. Um, I'm getting, I don't know, on a good match, maybe two, three, maybe five kills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm clearly in there as a, as a support class as opposed to a DPS class. But um, just running around behind my peeps and throwing heals at them and, you know, knocking people down and somebody running away with a relic. Oh, no, 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 no. It's no. pretty fun, oh, no. It's, oh, no. no, no. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been pretty fun though, just you know playing that and getting to hop in uh, with folks. Now, the timing of midyear mayhem may have been a little bit off for me um, just due to IRL mm-hmm. because um, I don't know if you watch the news, but my state is an inferno right now (laughs)
0: yes yes so
1: (laughs) and uh, i actually lucked out um i did not get deployed to uh partly because i said no but i didn't get deployed to uh, some of the bigger fires because um i got a lot going on on the home front all Mm -hmm. good stuff Mm -hmm. but uh but anyway that you know you got to leave for like a couple weeks and it's not in the cards for me right now because it's my wife's busy season at work. So we kind of have to work in conjunction to help each other out right. and not leave a teenager at home with the controls to everything in the house. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, trying be, yep. um, we're trying to be good parents. And um, so anyway, long story, even longer, uh, I've been just working a lot of extra shifts at work to cover the folks who are out there deployed on those fires so anyway um, my love and support to my brothers and sisters out there and um, that is why I have not been around as much as I want to but I'm still on every day well first
0: off I'm glad you're safe two um, I'm kind of glad that you said that about PVP so I I hit 50 with my mag blade and pretty much the whole mid-year Mayhem I was leveling up and I opened f- more boxes than I could ever dream to open. Uh, it, yeah. it was there was just so many, so many. And at the, by the end of it, I'm like, all right, this event's been, been good to me. I've got a lot of stuff. Let's move on to the next thing. No, it's good to go. And I hit 50, and I am struggling, struggling, trying to find uh, the initial transition from non-50 to 50, even with gear. Um Jen from our uh, from the lore seeker, lore seeker community hooked me up with some with the gear I needed. was able to upgrade it, get all my uh, enchants in it, and I would go to PvP and I'm just getting stomped. I am on the bottom of the list. I went from being the top to now I'm the bottom. I'm trying to figure out like, okay, what's going on? I'm doing the Magblade build, and I am struggling to find enjoyment out of that because even though champion points don't matter as far as what I've been able to find that they took that away it does not matter anymore in um, battlegrounds it's not a factor it's just such a steep difference and I mean it is steep there is no slow climb it is from pre50 you hit 50 and it is brutal it is incredibly brutal so much so that you don't right. even like I don't even feel competitive and that's the frustrating part is I don't feel competitive and i'm and i'm not sure how to fix it
1: well okay so remember when on any of your pve characters when you hit fresh 50 and you didn't have the gear sets that you needed to put the dps out that you wanted in trials dungeons Mm -hmm. pve etc right Mm -hmm. right and we went to go do all those dungeons to get you the sets that you needed. And then you had to have your crafter upgrade all those sets from um, green to blue to gold or to purple to gold. Whatever you that you had to do to get those sets maxed out. Right. And then you had to talk to your friends about making, hey, can you make me an enchant because my enchanting's not this high. Blah, blah, blah. I need enchants for this, 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 and this. And then you tried valiantly to go to Maelstrom and get your weapons and all that crap. Right. Right? And it's still a struggle to get your PvE character where you want him or her to be um, putting out the DPS that you want. Constant struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's PvPers that are as dedicated to PvP as we are to PvE. Correct. And they've done all those same things strictly for PvP. Mm-hmm. And basically, you're getting rolled... By people who are running vet, it just comparatively, vet trials, you know, like mirrored over to PvP. That's the level that they're playing PvP at. Right. That's what we're competing with. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I got you. Right. And
0: and you're totally right. I I went in there and I saw someone with 1,300 champion points. I know it doesn't matter, but I'm like, all right, bet that guy has some gear. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been playing a while, and you know he's he's got the exact gear set that synergizes with another you know with a with a, a head and shoulder piece. Everything's golded out. He's got nothing but golden chance chance. Um, you know, probably top of the line maelstrom weapons, all that stuff. It's that's it's what tough. you're dealing with. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yes. I wish there
0: was a way. And I'm not saying nerf it because that that just you know I'm not saying that. Oh, make it easy. No, no, no. I would wish there was a way. That there was some kind of bracketed system once you hit post 50 to kind of help you along, to kind of get into uh, some type of of different pace. Initially, I thought because initially in my mind I'm like, oh my gosh, are champion points enabled? I'm like, they should bracket that. This is ridiculous. This is so incredibly difficult. Then I realized, well, no, no, it's not. But man, does it hurt. It is brutal. Here's the thing that really disappoints me the most, and I'm not knocking. The PvP, I like it. I'm just trying to figure out the adjustment when you hit post-50. But the thing that really bothers me the most and disappoints me the most is how post-50 PvP community people are. Yeah. The chat is absolutely horrible. Not all the time, but I have seen in my brief time being 50 this past week, I have seen more terrible things said in chat. By people with terrible names, than I saw in three weeks, two weeks of leveling, just doing straight PvP every day, with leveling this guy. It's, it's disappointing from the standpoint of these people are representing the the community at the end game, and it really just bothers me that that people act the way they are acting. I'm like, you are deterring people from playing when you do this kind of thing this kind of stuff and it's disappointing man to be honest i'm disappointed
1: exactly um you know we talk about the douchebaggery that that is out there um it is it does manifest mostly in pvp and what i've found is that because it it flat out pisses me off when i see somebody type in chat you know you guys suck you know or type in group and yep. without giving anything constructive or you know just flat out, just throw statements out like, "You guys suck, look at the board, Look at the board." And it's yep. just like, really? And I've found that when you engage those people, because trust me, I would love to grab an SOB by this skinny little throat and pull him through the screen and have at him because that that ruins our community fully ruins our community. But I have found that I have better luck with those people when they engage like that. And I just say, I'm sorry I'm not as good as you. I'm really, really trying. And then if they come back with anything like mean or nasty, then I just say, shame on you. You're a duty head. <laughs> and dude, I'm not kidding you. I am laughing my A off. On my side of the screen. And they're probably just like, WTF? <laughs> <laughs> so for me, yeah. it's kind of become uh, entertainment when yeah. people like that manifest. But it's hard because they do ruin our community. Imagine a brand new pvp coming in. Or Here's the other thing, man. Gaming brings a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. And I know we've got folks that have, that have joined our community and other communities that, um, that I've been a part of that use gaming as an escape from some seriously hellish crap they have going on in their lives. Yep. They game to get away from that. And a lot of them are coming out of their comfort zone when they're going into group play especially during an event like this where you get people who are new to PVP and they are already feeling timid, you know, coming into a very competitive environment. And then on top of that, you add the douchebag PvPer that has no idea what life is about and no idea about kindness and being gentle with people and understanding that people come from all different walks of life. And they fire off with some BS like that. Now I really want to pull your scrawny little freaking string neck through this screen and pummel you. But, you know, I'm a a gentle giant. So I don't do that. Now I just kind of kill them with kindness and comp duty heads. And it makes me laugh because it makes me feel better. But I'll tell you what I do do. What I do, 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 do. I report those people. And if you have a crappy name that's going to ruin my game. I report you every single time because it's not right. Some of the names I've seen, are you kidding me? Not only are they just gnarly in in itself, but it's, you know, a lot of them are degrading to women. Um, I saw one that was completely racist. Yeah. You know, like against white people, it was hilarious. And I was like, okay, I lolled for a quick second and then went, That's not okay. You know, our our world has enough of that crap. And I reported the guy. So you want to make our community good, start reporting people like that.
0: Yeah, agreed. Like that was that was literally my first match, not even kidding you, post fifty a guy filling chat about how we were morons, how we weren't listening, how we weren't doing this and that. I'm like, bro, you don't even know me. (laughs) Exactly. Oh,
1: enlighten us. Oh, God of PVP. How would you like us to do it? Yes. Yes. And so
0: it's it's just, you know, be mindful. I say all that to say this. It's tough post-PVP. I'm struggling trying to find a place where it's enjoyable, which is totally polar opposite of where I was last week. But keep in mind, people on the other side of the keyboard, when you're playing, hey, they're there. Or when, they're, when they're playing, that's their escape. So before you fill a chat, think how the other person's feeling. Right. That being said, we hope you guys are having a great week. Welcome to the show. This is episode, what is it, number four? Yeah. Number four, volume two here, the Lore Seekers podcast. We are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash.
1: Yes, we are back, and we're excited about this week. We have a full load to talk about this week, Mm -hmm. and a very uh, exciting lore lesson that, Mm -hmm. once again, goes along exactly uh, with what we're doing in our storyline. Yep. So enjoy. Yep.
0: Yep. Last week we talked... By the way, if you're just coming to this episode and you missed last week's episode, go check it out. It's the... uh, We talked Wolf Hunter release dates... ESO Crown Store Showcase for August. And most importantly, we talked the aliens in a lore lesson. You're not going to want to miss that. So check that out last week. But this week on the show. Whew, the uh the town crier was full of news, that's for sure. This week on the show, we are talking uh from the Wolf Hunter DLC. We got the official Moon Hunter Keep preview. We did march of sacrifices a couple weeks ago, and here we are. We're gonna be doing Moon Hunter today. We're also going to be talking uh, some of what ESO is doing at QuakeCon. Next week will actually be our full QuakeCon wrap-up. Take everything we can from the keynote and talk about it on the episode. But uh, then we're also talking episode, episode update 19 PvP editions. And it's been a while. We thought you waited long enough. We're doing a lore lesson on the Thieves' Guild. Are you ready, my friend? I am. Let's do this. All right, fan-freaking-tastic. Now, like I said, she was full of news this week, so I've got quite a bit. And let's get started here. Uh, Starting off here this week on the show, Moon Hunter Keep Preview. This is coming to us from ESO's official website. Now, we talked about March of Sacrifices a couple weeks ago. Went through it all top to bottom, and I'm glad that we were finally able to see this. I think this actually released earlier in the week or late last week, but uh, we missed it on our show cuz we had an early recording date. So we are actually going to cover it this week. And so the Moon Hunter Keep preview. Now, this is one of the other dungeons upcoming in the Wolf Hunter DLC. And the lore synopsis for this for this dungeon is, quote, "Situated in Northern Reaper's March. Moon mm-hmm. Hunter Keep served for years as a base of operations for the werewolf hunters known as the Order of the Silver Dawn. Heavily fortified, both inside and out, at first glance, the stronghold appears impregnable to assault. However, the unthinkable has happened, and the very beasts the Order has sworn to destroy have managed to infiltrate the Keep and overwhelm its defenders. For the Order, this is not just a loss of one of their key strongholds, but a complete and demoralizing defeat. Now, the ancient werewolf known as Vicosa controls Moonhunter Keep, and from her new base of operations, she has begun to draw her fellow werewolves to her cause. You and your team must mount your own assault on the Keep, expel the werewolf invaders, and put a stop to Vicosa's insidious plans. I I like it. Me too. That's some good lore. Uh, Mike Finnegan. ESO's dungeon lead said, quote, Moon Hunter Keep was the central location where the Silver Donna Operating Reapers marched. From there, they would coordinate their movements and activities across the entire region. But this loss dealt a blow to the organization and their ability to respond to threats in the surrounding areas. But more importantly, it's also a symbolic defeat and that the very creatures they hunt have now taken over their bastion. Do with? you
1: realize? Oh, sorry. No, Do go ahead. you realize that um, this Moonhunter Keep is in Northern Reaper's March, mm-hmm. right by our uh, tavern? Mm-hmm. It's very close to our tavern.
0: We should uh, we should go hoof it over there, in game sometime. Check it out. Yeah. With this new dungeon, we really wanted to sell the idea that this was a keep with a specific purpose. We wanted this its section. Sorry. To be clearly defined, from the initial holding pens in the cells to the library and eventually the overlook, Moon Hunter Keep features a lot of tight hallways that open to larger rooms where enemies wait in ambush. Its corridors and interlocking doors speak to the keep's defensive design, and players must be careful when navigating
1: its halls. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of choke points yeah. and yeah stuff like that. And I think this is going to be an interesting one. I don't think I'm going to wait as long with this one as I waited for um, the Dragon Bones mm-hmm. DLC. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to jump right in. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah I, I want to see this. Fun.
0: I feel like they're going to have those tight corridors. That's going to be a lot of red. It's going to be a lot of red. Over, exactly overlapping red that you're going to have to get out
1: of yes um and that kind of reminds me of what is the one just came out in dragon bones dlc oh fanglair uh fang was the other one not scale collar. scale collar, thank you um you know when you're going through the caverns the ice caverns and scale collar? yeah and you get like it's completely wall-to-wall Red because yeah. of the poisons. That's yeah. what this reminds me of. How it's going to be.
0: Yeah, and that craps intense. In fact, that's where I have to get one of my monster pieces, and I am not. I haven't ran it yet. I'm so I. That's one dungeon that intimidates the crap out of me. That is a tough one. Well, for on vet, just in general, like those. I haven't played oh. it enough with those new mechanics
1: to get used to it yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to go in there on normal. It's not. It's not bad at all on normal. Um, I mean, it's challenging, but it's not bad. It's. It's when you go to vet is where it severely increases in its difficulty for sure. Right. I'm not. I've not made it through vet at scale color yet. Mm. So Maybe that's something we need to look into doing. Forming a several
0: groups of vet dungeon runners in the Lore Seekers Guild and just trying to progress as far as we can. Maybe I like time this kind of thing hmm that's an idea put that on the wall uh, so this whole dungeon it includes the monstrous werewolf Mylene they're kind of telling a little bit about this uh, this boss here who summons packs of wolves to fight for her and gradually becomes more and more dangerous as the battle progresses quote when developing Mylene we wanted to give her to we wanted her to reflect what player werewolves can do in game says Mike Finnegan She'll become enraged during the fight, boosting both her attack and defense. Depending on how well you are doing, you'll need to cleanse that enrage
1: in order to overcome her. Hmm. Ooh, so that means you need specific skill sets. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to need somebody with a cleanse.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, That kind of... Man, that makes me nervous about randoms. (laughs) No, um, what doesn't
1: make me nervous about randoms? I'm into that.
0: All right, so if dungeon features, uh, we've got five challenging bosses. This includes Mylene um, and uh, Vicosa as well, to name a couple. Uh, we got unique trophy and bus collectibles that are awarded f- for completing the dungeon on normal and vet. Earn the Sable Man Beast skin when you complete the Moon Hunter Keep Challenger achievement. Which I didn't see a, I didn't see a explanation there, so I'm not quite sure what that that uh, that achievement is. So forgive me, but uh, three new unique armor sets that are themed to the monsters that you just vanquished. Now they give us an example of one, and this looks good. I like this a lot. Uh, this is called the Savage Werewolf set, and this set will allow your heavy and light attacks. To cause your enemy to bleed for considerable physical damage, making your transformed werewolf attacks even more vicious. Now, one thing I'm noticing with this dungeon is that they are really pushing the werewolf in general with these sets. These are werewolf focused sets. Very, very cool looking, by the way. Very uh, kind of Viking esque. A lot of furs. It's got, fur the shoulders, it's literally got a Viking or a. Uh, wolf's fur Um, really cool looking looks great
1: yeah I'm trying to figure out the helm yeah
0: is it like a wolf's maw
1: over her head I'm gonna go with a yes I don't know what it is it looks cool though but dude (laughs) let's go over the proc real quick your light and heavy attacks rend flesh causing your enemy to bleed for a thousand physical damage every two seconds First six seconds. Yeah, that
0: sounds awful as far yeah, as the that's, recipient.
1: <laughs> that's 3,000 physical damage um, over time, over six seconds. Yeah. That's pretty freaking good.
0: That's great. It Honestly, man, you know, I have thought about this numerous times, even now, being in post-50 PvP, which, by the way, you really don't see werewolves post-50, whatever that reason is. Don't know. It's not there. I'm not one, so it doesn't bother me as much. That being said, this whole DLC is really making me want to look at making some kind of werewolf because I love what they're doing, and it almost makes me feel like okay, if they're doing this for werewolves, you know, we're going to see it for vampires at some point. We're having yeah. these werewolf sets themed after you know the whole uh, skill line that comes with that. I I gotta believe there's going to be vampires at some point, and vampire yep. sets. But uh, anyway, savage werewolf. It's the medium armor set, by the way, the one we're talking about. Looks great. Encourage you to go check it out. We've got everything linked at uh, the episode uh, release page over at loresecretspodcast.com. And so finally, this new dungeon also offers a new monster mask. The Vicosa Mask, when coupled with the shoulders, which you acquire from the (laughs) Urgerlag Chief Bane's Undaunted Chest, A, increases your healing taken, and applies major maim to a taunted enemy, allowing a tank to better manage an enemy's damage output.
1: Whew. Nice, that's a so... nice set. Yeah, I also heard that there is—you'll um, get an achievement in this uh, in the new dungeon if you don't step in werewolf poop at any time. Oh, really? What's the yeah. achievement called? Um. Picks up her poop? Picks up her poop? Yeah. Poo Dodger? Hmm.
0: Okay. All right. Is it kind of like Chicken Chaser from that other lovely RPG?
1: Something like that. But anyway, Mm. just so you know. Okay. Look out for that. All right. I mean, do your best. Okay.
0: I will. I mean, no promises. I'll have to check my boots when I'm done. All right. All right. Uh, Also, we got... This is the whole QuakeCon thing going on right now, by the way. and Depending on when this episode releases... There may be stuff happening right now that you need to go check out on Twitch. Regardless, ESO Free Play sale and more coming with QuakeCon 2018. This is, again, on their official site. We have a a free play event that's happening right now on all platforms for uh, PC, Mac, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. This actually started yesterday at 3 p.m. BST, which, by the way... We don't know what that means. I loved you, ESO, and I love all of you who put out these articles. Can we please get an EST or something in there? Just help a brother out. <laughs> like Help and- a
1: brother out that doesn't know how to subtract three
0: or add three? It's BST.
1: Oh, I thought you said PST.
0: No, B. So I guess it's like... I the only reason I know this is cuz I looked it up yesterday so I'd have the right times for one of our topics today but 5 p.m. BST is 12 p.m. EST which is 9 a.m. PST so well that would be like 10 a.m. Well
1: but wait a minute where is where is Quickcon? It's in Texas. Oh what the hell is a BST I'm totally <laughs> I totally sound know. like an idiot right now but I don't know what it's in overseas RK's time. name is I BST
0: know. I don't know for all of you listening overseas you're like I just want to reach through there. I know what it is anyway regardless it started yesterday Brit-
1: <laughs> okay British it's British summertime. Why? All the Brits are laughing right now, like, <sighs> oh my god, this guy's an idiot <laughs>
0: Man, we're on the struggle. Ignore our fake accents, by the way. am sorry about that. No,
1: embrace them. Embrace them. I'm knacking.
0: I feel like I feel like Americans definitely get that. You know someone over there is quoting an American. Probably sounds just. Yep. Equally They're hard. probably like,
1: "Oh, bro, let's go to the beach with our <laughs> surfboards and our flip-flops." Oh man, man, I would love some good
0: flip-flops right now. That's all I am saying. Anyway, uh, free play events happening right now. If you want to play, visit their free play page. Select your platform of choice. You'll be able to enjoy the ESO base game and Fardenfell Zone completely free until August fifteenth. Note for PS4 players, by the way, you will not need PlayStation Plus if playing on a PS4 in order to download and participate in the event. So there's that. Possibly one of the bigger things coming from this article was the uh, ESO and Crown packs are now on sale. Going on right now through the duration of QuakeCon, which, forgive me, there wasn't a date listed there. I don't know when it ended. I don't know when it ends. Cash, get on it. Uh, We... Select crown packs are on sale. This includes the ESO Summer Set, uh, even including the Digital Collector's Edition and upgrades. The Elder Scrolls Online Collection, which is a awesome set. I remember when they announced that back. I think it was around when Summer Set launched. Very, very cool. A lot of good Elder Scrolls game games you need to check out. Or online game. Blah. Not online games. The DLC. Goodness gracious. And the Elder Scrolls Online Standard Edition are on sale. So, the sale is now live, and it is, this includes the ESO Store, the Steam Store, the PlayStation Store, and the Xbox Store, and it will run until August 13th. Now, just a heads up, the Elder Scrolls Online Standard Edition will be available on sale until Monday the 20th. So, uh, once this whole Crown Store pack thing ends you can still get the standard edition on sale. So, Right. And QuakeCon will run August 9th through the 12th. Through the 12th. All right. Thank you. There you go. Um, we also, now this is the main part. If you're listening to the show right now and this is release day, I want you to s- put this on pause after the next five to ten minutes. Go over to their Twitch because right now they are probably having the QuakeCon keynote, which includes stuff that you can get. This will start at 12 p.m. EST, 9 a.m. Pacific, and can be viewed on Bethesda's official Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube channels.
1: What time is that in BST?
0: 12 p.m. E- I actually had to translate that from BST. It's the only reason why this is in EST. That is 5 p.m. BST. So British Standard Time, C time. There you go, 5 p.m. BST.
1: That's right after their tea and right before their beer chugging. Hmm. Man, that sounds good, actually. Uh, it does. So tea uh, chased with beer sounds amazing right now.
0: All, all that, yeah. I envy you. Those of you who are already off work over in Britain, British British folk, good kind people. Uh, anyway, all right. So you can only get these rewards by watching on Twitch. That includes, one, the Flame Atronach Wolf Pet, and two, yes, five Ouroboros Crown Crates. Now, look. If you haven't synced up your Twitch account to your ESO account, go to their site. It tells you how to do it. Just flip it on. Just put it up on your phone, on your Twitch app. And that's how I literally get all my stuff. Very rarely am I ever on a desktop watching it. Just put flip on your phone real quick. Put the sound all the way down if you're at work. Get yourself some stuff, okay? Now, here's the only thing. I don't know how I feel about this. This is for console people. If you are on console, don't worry, they say. Quote, you can acquire the pet and crown crates by simply logging into the game and killing one enemy monster in the hour after the keynote stream. Console rewards will be delivered on 28th. How does this work for people who are still working at 1 p.m. in the afternoon? EST.
1: They are not going to be able to get it.
0: That's that's my question. That needs to be extended for them because that's not their fault.
1: No, I agree. But at the same time, if you're working, how are you going to get onto the Twitch stream anyway? Yeah, uh, just flip your phone on. You know? uh, I don't, I hate to tell you, but in my job, uh, there, if I am actively working, there's no flipping on my phone. There's just missing out on the fun stuff that happens. I mean, at least they're doing something. I agree Because I, I feel I always feel bad For the folks on console because I do I, I do And I I mean even within our guild I feel bad for the folks on console Because we, we don't play there So our attention naturally is at PC But you know that they're experiencing The same exact game And having the same amount of fun I just I don't know I want to give those people big hugs I do too But I can't I, on PC so. Yeah I know so anyway, they're trying to give um our console folks love as much as they can. That I, just, I, I understand.
0: I just wish that this was a little bit more in the
1: afternoon for them. You know what I mean? You know what I wish would happen? Mm. I wish those Ouroboros crates would not be filled with werewolf poop. <laughs> I mean here it's a debuff. It's all I'm saying. Yeah, so um super happy that we get them because you get some you know consumables and stuff in there but for pete's sake up the rng folks so we can have a chance at the good stuff a chance so you're saying there's no chance yes pretty much (laughs) that's what they're saying come on man oh
0: that's funny but hey very least get some free crates get yourself a wolf right. pet and hopefully if you're on the console I hopefully I really hope you can jump in because I that's my concern. I want you guys to be able to get the stuff, man. You deserve it. Uh all right. So, ESO at QuakeCon by the way, if you are at QuakeCon right now, which would be kind of funny if you're listening to this while you're at QuakeCon. Uh go to the exhibit hall. You can go play ESO, talk to the devs, have a good time. There's also a community meetup at the Gaylord Texan Resort.
1: If you're listening to this at QuakeCon, then for Pete's sake, put us on speaker. Put us on speaker. Let the folks, <laughs> let the folks hear this. I hope you're wearing your Lore Seeker shirt. That's all I'm saying. I know. There's going to be the one guy that's listening to this at QuakeCon, and then he hears us say that. and He's going to be like, hey, everyone, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? And then puts on speaker. Everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, my ears are bleeding! Oh, my ears!" The guy, the one guy, he can't pronounce anything. This is oh, terrible. The other guy with the bad British accent. Oh, all right. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs>
0: That's all right, so, I worked so hard on that. I tried so hard. Well, you didn't go full Bosmer. All right, so uh, this is the last bit of news for the day, and they just put this out. This was just put out yesterday. We had something else we were going to be talking about, but we felt this was pretty important, so we switched it up. Always stay in the fight with these Update 19 PvP editions. Again, official website ESO. Some of this is kind of a review. For those of you who've been following and listening to the show for a few episodes now, they do mention some things we've already talked about. But the last part, that's the most important, and we're going to get that to that in a second. So they're talking about the brand-new battleground. Asterus Outpost. I don't know how to, how they pronounce that, but anyway, Asterus Outpost is situated on the border of Cyrodiil and Reaper's March. The outpost was once a hotly contested Alliance War stronghold, but now it is a location for a series of hard-fought battleground matches. This new map features a large arena at its center and is circled on one side by a ruined tower and the Excuse me, and the other, a deep trench. Most notably, this new battleground is only semi-symmetrical, meaning the way each team navigates the map will be different based on their spawn point. Here's the map features. Number one, this this map is really focusing on you knowing the map, knowledge of the map, how to control the map based on where you're spawning at. This map's going to encourage you to find different pathways between the map hotspots. Most importantly, if you're just now learning about this, this is awesome because I want to see where this goes in the future updates. We can use our mounts. So there's that. Nice. Yeah, I look forward to playing that one. I, I hope this, you know, I hope that this really drives them to really push for bigger maps and battlegrounds that may not be so circular, but something that's a little bit more elongated, maybe a little more rectangle, something that requires you to use your mounts. You know, something that's a little different. And I like the step you're taken here.
1: Yeah, I mean, this um, sounds a little bit more indicative of like a MOBA map.
0: Yeah, it kind of does. It, you know, it's funny, it kind of actually resembles that in a way uh, when you look at it. It's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, so you're going to get people like Calling you know, left mid center. I don't know whatever those toxic mobile players call that stuff. But I used to be one. Um, yeah, I know. That's why I say that.
0: Play Smite. I wasn't toxic. though. I was a good boy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be really great to get the League of Legends community into ESO. Moving on.
0: Goodness, that sounds awful. What, uh, keep what did I say? Re- <laughs>
1: keep, keep did, re- I spout, uh, did I spout? Uh, did I spout toxicity? That
0: you can't <laughs> come back from that do not come back from there. Keep Recall Stones. It's now a thing. If you don't know what that is, long story short, you can instantly teleport to any of your faction's currently owned keeps. By the way, this is in AVA. This isn't Battlegrounds. Uh, Currently owned keeps, uh, which is alliance. By the way, AVA, alliance versus alliance. So there's that. Uh, You can instantly teleport to any of your faction's currently owned keeps, potentially saving you a long trip. You cannot, however, teleport to a location that is under attack and flagged. The cost of one of these stones is 20,000 alliance points, and you also have a chance to get one of these rewards or get one of these dropped in the rewards of the worthy bags. It can be used for your inventory or quick slot. I was doing nice. um, a lot of uh, ABA last last week. Actually, it was the, the day before mid-year mayhem was done i i was like you know what i want to finish that tutorial on this Magblade and just go and just see what this is really about a lot of fun man
1: yeah it is when you get into a big group it it is fun um doing it on your own for like objectives and stuff is i have not experienced the fun part of that but i do want to kind of go in there and just play you know, solo or maybe like in a small group and do some of the recon missions and, um, you know, some of the other stuff that you can do. I mean, Cyrodiil is so big that, um, I mean, there's a lot to be done there. There's, you know, Sky Shards there and different waypoints you can get and uh, Delves to be done and quests. And it's huge. Yeah. So. Yeah, it really yeah. is.
0: We're going to need to do an ESO 101 on that soon. We're going to we're gonna have to double down and get that one done. That is for sure. So, anyway, going along with ABA, uh, keep degradation and resource changes are coming, by the way. Uh, keeps and resources now have two levels, and keeps will suffer degradation should they lose their resources prior to an attack. So, long story short, when you're taking these keeps, um, or when you're taking these outposts, I guess, if you will, I don't don't know the exact name. I'm sorry. They've got resources around them. So you've got the lumber mill. Uh, What what are the other ones? Do you remember? Lumber mill. uh, I feel like there
1: was... (laughs) On the
0: spot. Corn grain or some type of grain emblem. I don't remember. remember. Anyway, there's three of them. And if you take all those out first, you capture those. It's a lot easier to get the point that you're trying to get. Well, this is also being changed to this now as well. Uh, lead PvP designer Brian Wheeler said, quote, this means that if you capture its resources first, the keep will be easier to take. This makes it more important than ever to defend your outer objectives and it is designed to give additional incentives for players to fight over the resources. So what it sounds like is they're trying to get you out of that keep, out, out of, of the keep. that point of contention. Yeah. They want you out in the map, so that's why they're doing this. Uh, the Truly uh, yeah. open world. Yeah. And it is a pretty large area, so I kind of, you know, I don't blame them. Now, those last two parts here are perhaps the most important. Well, they are to me, because I like this part. <laughs> uh, so here we go. New no battleground outfit styles. Yay! here we go. Update 19 also introduces a set of all-new Battleground-themed outfit styles. Uh, You can earn these outfit-style pages from the three Battleground teams, Pit Demons, Stormlords, and Fire Drakes. Now, each new outfit-style page has a chance to drop when completing a Battlegrounds match. You'll have a much higher chance of receiving a page the higher your team places. So, if you ever had an incentive to get a pre-made going, now's the time. Uh, Specific outfit styles are awarded based on the Battlegrounds game mode. For instance, Pit Demons, Deathmatch Games, Storm Lords. Uh, You'll get that from Capture the Relic and Chaos Ball. Fire Drakes, you'll get that from Domination and Crazy King. If you place on one of the battleground leaderboards, you will also have a strong chance to receive an outfit style page from each of the three teams. Man, what do you think of this stuff?
1: I really like that they're adding new outfit styles and stuff to battlegrounds. Um, but my question is this: If you have like a, if you're wearing like a full pit demons outfit and then you end up, you know, randomly thrown onto the fire drakes team, I guess nobody's gonna care, but. Um, I just want to see what they look like.
0: Well, they look quite awesome. They've got different colors. So long story short, basically the colors mimic the color of the team. So pit demons, green. The standard colors are very green. Uh, the what was it storm lords? Yeah, storm lords. Very uh, well. I guess it'd be purple, purple esque. Uh, it's kind of and, an imperial-looking thing. Yeah, a little bit. And then the middle—they actually gave us a picture. Of the middle one is the fire drakes, and that by far—and the first thing I thought when I saw this was, "Oh my gosh, oblivion daedric armor!" Oh, for sure. This yeah. is oblivion daedric armor, like classic daedra. Yeah. This
1: yep. is. And there's a daedric. Uh, Daedric-looking. Was oh, that a dragon? Something on the on the headpiece yeah yep uh that one is really really cool looking yeah and then oh man there's actually claws look at the boots yeah there's claws on the boots yeah this looks legit this is
0: probably one of the cooler looking sets very old school deodorant armor from oblivion if you want to know what that looks like suggest you hit the googles it looks good and then the pit demons looks awesome um, they're kind of—they're really keeping that whole skull vibe, the green vibe, and maybe a hint of necromancy, depending on how you look at this. But uh, looks really, really cool. And the uh, Storm Lords really kind of brings back—I would say—the classic ESO armor style. Um, very kind of imp- like I said, kind of imperial looking. Looks good. Has a whole the whole skirt thing. Looks good. Yep. Uh, so. That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, is your news today. That being said, here's what we want to do. We want to hear from you. If there's a certain part about this news that stuck out to you, a discussion maybe we had, well, we want to hear from you. Call us, 765-382-6961. Leave us a voicemail, and uh, we'll pick out some of our favorites and put them in the mailbag segment. You can also email us, by the way, lowsecretspodcast at gmail.com. But... It's that time, Cashy. Yes
1: it is. Let me get got, this old lore book out. You got ah. your uh, You got your spell ready? I do. I'm okay. all practiced up. I can do it faster now. You can. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, the only problem with me doing it a little bit faster is that the you know, kind of there's some smoke that kind of comes around from the book before it pops up. Yeah. That smoke kind of smells like a fart.
0: Okay. Well. Yeah. Carrying on the the uh, theme of werewolf poop today, we have
1: lore yes. book farts. Feces has become a thing. Hmm. Hold your breath. Here we go, buddy. Okay. He who smelt it, dealt it. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well done. Smell um, a little like a fart. Yeah. That's really. Right. Smells like. It's a... not a fart, just so you know. It's okay. Not... I get. I got it. Okay. We got. We got. It. Yeah, but I did it way faster.
0: You did? Yeah. You know, you're really getting better at it. But in my lore opinion, I like the last week. Ting!
1: Shing. We, we got to TM that. We do. In our in our lore opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway, today we're doing Thieves Guild, baby. I'm excited. Yes, we
1: are talking the Thieves Guild today. And uh, reason being is because we are pretty darn sure that on our trek to the west here... Um, we have run into thieves guild members. May or may not uh, have happened last week, um, but anyway, we figured it's. Hey, look, the guy that we're running from, old Elker, is situated in a boss landing in Hughes, Payne. So that's where the Thieves Guild really originated from, and we're going to talk a little about it today. So mm-hmm. if you happen to operate better in the shadows, if you happen to be deft of hands and sleight of foot, <laughs> the Thieves Guild just may be looking to employ you. Sounds like a good propaganda poster. <laughs> I know. They should actually pay me royalties for this. Hmm. Um, the Thieves Guild is a very well-known and infamous faction of thieves operating throughout the land of Tamriel, as we all know. The guild is comprised of the most professional burglars, robbers, pickpockets, and smugglers, and they're known to operate from safe houses located in many of Tamriel's largest towns. You can sell your goods off if you choose. Yep. So the Thieves Guild... Is said to have been originated from a group of thieves operating out of a Boz Landing in southern Hammerfell, sometime before the Second Era year 549. So, it could be just a little bit before the ESO timeline, but that's about where we're at is um, is in the ESO timeline is early in the Thieves Guild's life. Mm-hmm. Um, the originators of the Thieves Guild were have said to have grown. By, it started as a very small sect and then um, they're said to have grown by overtaking many of the unorganized outlaw groups across Tamriel, giving them a code of ethics and then in turn giving them order amongst their ranks. So people like the structure, yeah, this could work out. So people just kind of got inducted into this thing that was the Thieves Guild as a group. The Thieves Guild is known to have ties to nocturnal who is the patron of thieves nocturnal is a daedric prince also known as the mother of night or the night mistress or lady luck she is not considered an evil daedric i say she because she normally manifests in the form of a human woman draped in a hooded cloak and then adorned with a pair of nightingale birds Perched on her wrist. So we mm-hmm. will get to the Nightingale tie in here. But she is shrouded in mystery. She hails from within the realm of night and darkness, and she's known to provide protection and luck to the thieves operating within the shadows. The Thieves Guild, definitely known to operate outside the confines of the law. But this has been tolerated in many areas of Tamriel because the guild actually helps to regulate crime. What? what? Yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> but they do. So the Thieves Guild has very strict rule set. They do not tolerate competition from outside competitors, hmm. which blows me away that a Abaz Collectors is still allowed to practice. There's something funny going on there. But anyway, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they do not really tolerate competition from outside competitors, and they're very diligent about policing their own members. Their members are not allowed to steal from each other. They are not allowed to commit murder or take advantage of the poor, especially that last one. They cannot take advantage of the poor. Law authorities in the areas of operation of the Thieves Guild are also very, very well compensated in the form of bribes. So they kind of turn a blind eye when needed. Mm. They also possess the resources, the Thieves' Guild, possesses the the resources and the, the coin to maintain their own black market of stolen goods and then a very vast network of informants. This is another reason why they do not mess with the poor. In most cases, the informants of the Thieves' Guild are the poor and the beggars on the streets uh, who are yes, who are many times looked after by the members of the guild. So they always say when you go into a, into a town in any of these games, they say if you want the real information, talk to the beggars and thieves, Huh. Or the poor and the beggars. Yeah, and they'll they will give you the the skinny.
0: That is interesting and seen huh. in many great movies.
1: It is. I always donate to. The thieves. Not the thieves, I'm sorry. To the poor. I always do. In in all my games. I just... I don't know. I'm not we're trying such to get points offices. for that. I'm not trying to get points for that. I'm just saying you I, know, I always there's,
0: do. There's people actually calling for... They want to know the contrast because we're so completely opposite in the way that we play. They want to know why and how that works. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> they want to know why you, give all the mo- you would give the money to the poor and some cases... As far as in game, we're talking in game, by the way. And I carry on my
1: merry murdering way. Well, because you're a douche. (laughs) You're an in game. My lore opinion is that you're an in game douchebagger. Oh. A douchebagger? Douchebagger.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Who doesn't give to the (laughs) douchebaggers?
0: I did that. I'm sorry. Carry on.
1: Dude, you totally broke my lore train of thought. Lore train. <laughs> lore train. It's <laughs> oh, another oh, term we just coined. <laughs> Hop on the lore train one time. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Each chapter of the Thieves Guild operates under general guidelines, yet they still have their own ability to have a unique style and reputation. So some chapters are very, very secretive. And they're so secretive that the locals are unable to this establish if they even exist. Or maybe are they just very, very, very skilled at operating underground? Lots of rumors circulate about, oh, yeah, the Thieves Guild, blah, 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 in any of the games that you play. Mm-hmm. People don't really know that they exist. Some of the most infamous chapters of the guild resided in Iliac Bay and Morrowind during uh, a little bit later in the Third Era. The guild in Morrowind, however, experienced a very severe amount of opposition from a rival crime syndicate called the Kimona Tong. This well-established crime syndicate was known for planning and executing their own heists against very wealthy nobles and successful merchants. And the Thieves' Guild in Morrowind was reportedly eliminated by the Kimona Tong with the help of the Fighters' Guild in the region just before the Fourth Era. Wow. There's a theme with Morrowind. Morrowind has always just kind of done their own thing. Yeah, it's you kind know, of like they, the
0: Wild West of Tamriel.
1: It, it it very much is, except for they have their their houses, and their houses hold so much importance to them that they just they stick to that, and anything that that builds around that, they don't care. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with the Dark Brotherhood. We don't care. That there's another Assassin's League. We don't really care. We have our own, the Morag Tong, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And if you try and encroach, just like in this case with the Thieves' Guild, Morrowind kind of handles his, handles its own stuff.
0: Yeah, it kind like, of does. yet
1: no, you, yet, no. Mm. So I like that. They give the yet no a lot. Yet mm-hmm. no. That's not happening. So that's kind of cool. Okay, so in Riften, the Thieves Guild of Skyrim during this time enjoyed a very much more unhindered existence, and that was most likely because of the guild's loose interpretation of how to conduct their operations. Hmm. So the guild was known to be much more violent and to have committed actual authorized murders, both to retain their reputation and to ward off competition. Which kind of goes against how the Thieves' Guild wants to operate. But Again, Morrowind. Exactly. Hmm. Okay, fun fact. Um, everybody knows about the Stones of Berenziah, right? Kind of a side thing you can do in Skyrim. But Berenziah herself was the Dunmer Queen of Mornhold, and she was known to have joined the ranks of the Thieves' Guild in Riften and was taught the ways of the thief by a Khajiit named Ferris. Not Ferris as in Bueller, <laughs> Ferris as in the Khajiit thief. My mistake, because I thought I saw him at one time in yeah. game. Don't be mixing lore. Don't be mixing this lore with the lore of Ferris Bueller. Look, there's no days off here. Right. All right? guess no days off. Um, so Baron Zaya became a very well known thief for her skills in spellcasting, speechcraft, and negotiation, which I love the way that was put as I was reading through this um, because she was basically a stealthy mage with a silver tongue.
0: That's really cool.
1: Really, really, really cool. So she kind of has like, you know, maybe some... She's got some bard stuff in her because she's got that silver tongue real good, that that speechcraft... And she's stealthy like a rogue, but she wears a robe, and she casts finger-wiggly spells. How awesome would that be for the first novel? That's a story right there. Shut up. Mm -hmm. You're right. Mm -hmm. Totally right. So, okay. We spoke about Nocturnal, our Daedric, our pretty, pretty Daedric Prince. I only say that because she wears pretty sexy stuff. But nocturnal. We talked about the nightingales that she's adorned with on her wrists. One of the three mortal servants of the Daedric Prince Nocturnal, the Nightingales. They are actually they're people, they're beings. But she chooses. But they're granted the power over shadow granted the power over subterfuge and strife in exchange for their service to Nocturnal. They're bound in contract to Nocturnal, and the chosen Nightingales are sworn to serve the Nightmistress by protecting the Twilight Sepulchre in Nocturnal's realm of everglow. If you have played through the Thieves' Guild content in Skyrim, it lays all this out for you. Nocturnal chooses to retain the services of these nightingales until she feels that they have fulfilled their contracts. So, that in Skyrim is one of my favorite things to do. Roll a new character, I go through the Thieves' Guild, because I really dig, not only do I just dig the storyline of serving Nocturnal and becoming, no spoilers, but uh, a very powerful thief. But the armor that you earn at the end of that is awesome. I don't think it, there's any in the game that look better. So Really? That. That's a bold statement. Hmm. Yeah, buddy. I love it. Um, okay, so let's talk about a couple of uh, Nocturnal's relics. The first is the Cowl of Nocturnal. This will be very, very familiar to you if you've played any of the other elder scrolls games so oblivion mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so the cowl of nocturnal is one of the most famous relics connected to the thieves guild and their deity nocturnal and is the cowl of Noct- it's called the cowl of nocturnal it's a medium armor headpiece that has the ability to completely hide the identity of those who don it from any mortal knowledge Nobody who came into contact with the wearer of the cow could remember the name of its possessor even if the mask wasn't being worn at the time. So even if they were to remove the cow in plain sight of others, it would not break the spell. So pretty much you have that thing on or around you and you are the possessor of it, then you are anonymous. It's really cool. Nobody will know who you are like at all. So mm-hmm. if you steal something, it doesn't matter. Yep. nobody's gonna know. So I thought that was cool. Okay, during the oblivion crisis, the thieves Guild was headed up by the gray Fox. This is a fun fact by the way. kind of switching gears. The thieves Guild during the Oblivion crisis was headed up by the gray Fox. This is a name that's passed on from leader to successor by relinquishing the ownership of the cowl of nocturnal. Does that makes sense? Yep. So I have the cowl of nocturnal. I am the leader of the thieves guild. I pass it on to jibs who may or may not be worthy of it, but I pass it on to <laughs> jibs. And uh-huh. when, when that happens, he becomes the gray Fox. So since this leader succession thing has been taken place, um, and the lead the new lead or the new successor of the cow becomes the gray fox. Many actually believed during this time period that the gray fox had been alive for like some three hundred years. Because they just they didn't know. The cow makes everybody dumb pretty much. Yeah. So they just you know Quick question. Did you no did idea, you achieve
0: but... that? Did you get that cow in the booking? Yes. Me too. Yes
1: I did. Yep. Yes, I did. Yeah, really Good really times. cool uh, cool thing. It was a really neat Storyline: the way that whole thing happens, you know, with yeah. the Imperial Guard or the Imperial Guard Captain who had a really had a thing for the Gray Fox, and just hunted and hunted and hunted him. Well, through the storyline, you get to go in and basically subterfuge everything, and you really, you really screw over this Guard Captain. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so I think back to it. I'm like, yeah, finally got him. Good times. Okay, uh, a second relic. That is, uh, the Thieves Guild has been known to possess from time to time the Skeleton Key. Possibly the most underestimated Daedric artifact ever known. This particular artifact has appeared in many of the Elder Scrolls games, including Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion, and then uh, finally Skyrim. And we're probably going to see it in the next one, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. The famed key has the ability to defeat... Oh, my God. I start talking about the next Skyrim. I got super giddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot everything I was going to say.
1: Totally. I, I oh. totally just... I totally just... Uh, cowl of Nocturnal to all of you. I became a great fox. Cow of Nocturnal to all of us. All right. I cowl of Nocturnal to all of you. Mm. So okay. Anyway, the, all right. the famed key, the skeleton key, has the ability to defeat any physical lock without breaking... Yes, that would be awesome. Although, I have about 10,000 freaking lockpicks in ESO, but that's okay. So anyway, not only does this key have the ability to defeat any physical lock, it also has the ability to defeat any metaphysical barriers, such as doorways to the planes of Oblivion. (laughs) Hey, you want to go see Oblivion? I got a key. (laughs) Yeah, let's go for a weekend trip. You never know. We'll just we'll cruise down there. Right there. Yeah, cruise down there. We'll have a meal. Maybe cruise back. Listen to some. See how it goes. Back. I mean, maybe have a whole meal of food. Hmm. See how it goes. Anyway, the key normally housed in the inner sanctum of Nocturnal's Twilight Sepulcher has changed many hands over the years, including members of the famed Thieves Guild. Which brings me to my next and. Final point on the Thieves' Guild. If you own the DLC for ESO and you have not played through the Thieves' Guild content, make some time. It really is pretty cool to to do so. It's really a fun quest line and it it opens up a whole new skill line for your character and it really is pretty fun leveling up those skills. Um, There's nothing more fun than going into a boss and seeing what kind of bounty or lack of bounty you can earn just mm-hmm. by stealing a metric crap ton of crap off people. <laughs> it's <laughs> really fun to do. Um, and then the other games in the Elder Scroll series, the Thieves Guild content is some of the best content in the game, and I, sp- I specifically say that for Skyrim. I really... Out of all the other games, Morrowind... Well, the only two that I played, Morrowind and Oblivion and Skyrim. Skyrim is definitely the best Thieves' Guild content. Mm. Totally dug it. Um, It's just really, really good storylines. You get to kind of see the internal struggles of the guild itself, and then um, you have a chance to own some of these relics.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, when you go from playing Dark Brotherhood, which was so maniacally evil... Uh, and in some ways it was stru- i mean it was definitely structured but in some ways it just felt very loose. You go to the thieves guild and it just feels polar opposite. Like they just feel so legitimately about their craft. I mean not that the dark brotherhood wasn't, but it just they the thieves guild has such a I mean both have, you know, some pretty bloodied up slates, but theirs is a little bit cleaner than the dark brotherhood's and it's definitely there's a good contrast there.
1: Right. And then lastly, um, if you have not started the Thieves Guild questline in ESO, you can start the questline line by finding Quen. Q-U-E-N. Um, she's a cute little Altmer. Um, not She's a novice Altmer thief. Anyway, she will offer you the job from any outlaw's refuge in Tamriel. And you get to accompany her on a heist that she planned at Fulstrom Homestead, and then you will be introduced to the Thieves' Guild from there. Yep. Do it, though. It's fun.
0: You know, I've never done that questline yet. I think. Oh, my God. I'm going You're such to. A nerd. You're such a noob. I'm so going to have to do it this week. I'm going to start on this week. I'll report back how it's going next week. I'll yeah. do that thing. Good luck. I'll do that thing. Uh, that being said, well, well done, my friend. I dug it. Thank you. You know, we got to do the. Uh, we still got to do the Mages Guild, the Fighters Guild. So many good Morag Tong, the B Team.
1: The <sighs> B Team. Oh my God, when you say that, dude, it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the B Team. Oh, yeah, we man. got. We have a lot, and it's actually funny because um, this week I, I kind of, I was kind of like, man what are we gonna you know what are we gonna do for lore lesson this week and this um the thieves guild will kind of tie in a little bit to our storyline um that we're going to be going through here in about you know five minutes or so but um for a second for a second like right when i text you like hey any ideas for lore lesson this week i'm thinking to myself quit being such a lore wussy dude there is days and days days upon days of lore hmm. for us to cover that's a great thing in elder scrolls so. so oh my god there's so much so yeah. if i find something that is that i find interesting and you know there's folks kind of bring stuff up uh, stuff up every once in a while but we we're really trying to stick to lore that is kind of central to what's happening to us in our storyline right now so um but yeah, it's just funny about there will never, ever be a lack of lore to cover. Yeah. We could literally do
0: lore every week for the next year, and we'd still have more lore to do. <laughs> oh, we will be, too. Yeah, I mean, that's all we could do. We could just do lore, yeah. no news, and that'd just that be the show. Anyway, well, well done. And thank you, everybody, so much for hanging out with us this week on the show. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, do us a big favor and head on over to if you listen to iTunes by the way I know a lot of you are using Stitcher uh, all and really all apps across the multiverse but uh, for those of you on iTunes head on over give us a review for every 5 star review we give you a shout out on the show and speaking of we have some to give away uh, Brennus the Gaul says honestly it's your camaraderie you guys sync up very nicely This podcast is very calm and easy to digest. It's perfect to listen to on a morning drive to work. Also, the lore is handled with care, not simply thrown at the audience just to, quote, push out content. This feels genuine and reflective. It is a welcoming show, and now that you have added the creative writing segment, you have taken this podcast to another level. Keep up the excellent work. Keep pushing the limits of your creation. It's alive in the voice of Dr. Frankenstein.
1: P.S. Please add more creative writing. Thanks, Brennus. Oh, my God. I want to hug that guy long and sultry <laughs> and a tight squeeze. No, Thank no, you, Brennis. No. <laughs> Thank you, Brennus. I cannot tell you how nervous we have been about yeah. Yeah. our storyline segments because yeah. we don't want... We don't want to lose anybody. We still want to deliver, you know, we've talked about it before. We still want to deliver the same quality of show that we've given, but add like a third dimension for maybe some folks who are out there interested in a little bit of RP. Um, So this, Brennus' review, fuels me. That, okay, we're not completely crapping the bed. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, thanks, Brennis. We do appreciate it.
0: We do appreciate it. We'd like to know. we like to hear from you, from you guys about the creative writing part at the end of the show. So that's awesome. Jean uh, 21 says, come for the thoroughly researched lore lessons. Stay for the poor pronunciation and small meowing khajits
1: in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up our show. Right oh, that's so funny and so true. Thank you very much. For that. <laughs> it's yeah, totally well true. Hey, by the way, um, when he talks about the poor pronunciation, he's talking about you. You are a douche beggar.
0: All right. Well, you can always get a hold of us at 765-382-6961. And you can email us, loresecretspodcasts at gmail.com. You can also visit loreseekerspodcast.com and fill out the form at the bottom of the homepage. We have a guild, and it's growing, ex- like, a lot, <laughs> like, wow that. a lot the community is getting big it's getting ridiculous and
1: yeah we're doing good as a matter of fact mm-hmm. uh, during this particular uh, recording of our show we got a message from our lovely Caddy Jacks from our uh, PS4 community and she says that uh, we have 99 members now so almost at 100 members there um, our discord you said is up to what almost 500 no, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's up there. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. we're we're doing good. There is I will say this for PC, there is always lore seekers in game doing something at any time of day or night. They're they're always in there doing something, and now our lore seekers have launched um, a D and D campaign actually yeah. several dnd campaigns the other night. discord yes i think there's like three or so groups and i wanted so badly to be a part of that but my schedule is just well to go with the theme it's poop <laughs> so there's that um but the, i yeah i saw them I in mean, there so like uh eight or ten of them in there the other night doing their thing and i so badly wanted to just cannonball the room but i was like no nah, i don't want to break lore or anything while well, by doing that so Um, But, yeah, so there's other stuff going on. Oh, and then also, Lore Seekers are doing um, High Fantasy Football League. Yeah, that's a thing now, too. That is now a thing. So that is um, taking place, I guess, right now. They're probably going to have the draft relatively soon. So if you're a football fan and uh, also an ESO player and you are minus a community and would like to join a really good one, please do so. LoreSeekersPodcast.com forward slash guild. You will have to have Discord downloaded. It's very easy to join our server, and then you just a type, or you just a type. You're going to go ahead and a type <laughs> forward slash apply in the apply <laughs> to guild channel. Fill out a short uh, guild application slash survey slash are you a douchebag or not? Once we figure out you're not, you're <laughs> in.
0: Well, you know, we had someone apply over the past week they there, and they and they're, the command they were having issues getting the command to work. And, uh, long story short, he, I got a PM and he goes, I'm trying to apply. I swear I'm not a douchebag. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> good enough, buddy. You're in. Oh, man. Yeah, I filled out his apps. Good time. Welcome aboard, everybody. Well, seriously, even if you're not an ESL, we've always said this in the past. I'll say this again. If you're a fan of Elder Scrolls and you're a fan of the show, you are absolutely more than welcome to join this community, this guild that we have formed. People are forming relationships and they're doing things outside of the game. For instance, like Cash said, D and D. We've got fantasy football as well. I mean, it's it's very centered around Elder Scrolls, and then you know we have these kind of like little offshoots where people can really connect and have a good time. So, if you're looking for a fun community, fun guild, want to be a part of something that's growing, then well, come on over. We'd love to have you. You can find this show anywhere. Podcasts are available for free: Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. It, pretty much any app will be there. <laughs> we'll be there. You can listen anywhere from all over the world. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jibs Cash at a new handle now at Lore Cash with a K. And most importantly, the podcast at Lore Seekers Cast. We thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this week. We hope you enjoyed the lore lesson and all the news. And if once you're done with this, go back to episode one. Start your binge. All the way to what?
1: However many episodes we do now. Anyway, have a great week. Stay safe. 22. 22. I know that because we've had 22 lore lessons. By the way, if you don't catch the episode, go to the website. Because we released the lore lessons on the website as well in um, text format. Yeah. So if you're a reader, go read.
0: Yeah. All of it's right there for you. In fact, here's a fun tip. You want to know what the lore lesson is going to be for the next day on the podcast? Go to the site the day before and look for lore lesson.
1: <gasps> Spoilers, jibble. Spoilers! Spoilers!
0: Yeah, they're there. Anyway, everybody, you have a great week. We love you a long time. We'll see you next week. Mm, dilly, dilly. Wubba lubba
1: Midas, 8th of Last Seed, 2nd Era, Year 584. After our encounter with Elker Bazram's hired thugs, Jibs and I struck our camp and headed out into the wild darkness. We were exhausted, on edge, but we put some distance between us and Serenja, heading directly west. We were moving at a clip, trying to make it out of Reaper's March as soon as possible. We didn't even take time to stop at Ralkwa, which is mostly unheard of for those who have been through Reapers. Ralka is a small city located along the Crescent River and it marks the border between Elsewhere and Valenwood. The city may be rudimentary, but it has one of the most bustling trading posts in the region, and anyone who travels through here is certain to hit the locale for their rare goods. We didn't want to skip it, but we had no choice. Where there is that kind of commerce... Goods aren't the only thing to be sold. Information flows freely for the right amount of coin. And two bearded wizards, obviously trying to keep a low profile amongst a plethora of Khajiti and Bosmeri merchants, would not go unnoticed. Those little bastards are slick. They'd offer you free moon sugar and your morning coffee and have a gaggle of bandits with daggers at your throat before the buzz kicked in. We also knew that the Thieves' Guild operated pretty freely in Raqua. And where they dwell, so does a Boz Collectors. We had a feeling they were in bed with each other when we hit them in Hughesbane, but we didn't want to step into a lion's den to confirm it. So we trekked across the rocky plains, cutting through more massive wasps and ogres than we'd bargained for, finally sneaking past a raiding party of Highland warriors and mages. It's a shame. We weren't quite done in Reaper's March. There was just too much left to be explored but we had to we passed through an old falinesti autumn campsite and we couldn't spend the time to investigate it even though the bosmers camped at the site were begging us for help falinesti or the walking city it's a total trip it's a bosmer city that actually moves through valenwood depending on the season it was a major seat of power during the Cameron dynasty and they reigned over the woods since the beginning of the first era. The history is absolutely incredible. Chibs could tell it was killing me that we had to press on, knowing how much I love to help and learn about my little woodsy cousins. Our last leg sent us hastily through an old ruin south of Vine Dusk and then through the mountain pass into Malabaltor. We made it unchecked but we were completely exhausted. We found a secluded spot just outside of a small trading post. Bandari, it was called. The spot we found was dark and quiet, protected by tall rock outcroppings underneath the hollowed-out root of a massively, massively mossy bark tree under the forest canopy. It was just north of Silvanar. The bugs were worse than reapers here, but at least we were out of that death trap. The thunder was raging all night long. We didn't even notice. We made a small camp, set out our bedrolls and sauntered off to sleep. We arose the next morning to the aroma of the damp forest floor. It had rained all night. We ate some jerky and made some tea to clear our heads and then set to studying our maps of the region. We charted a course to Blood Toil Valley a small orcish settlement in the region with a series of hidden caves carved by the divines out of the mountainsides. We heard that the drublog orcs were somewhat hostile, but it was worth a shot. We had an agent operating out of the area and we needed to check in on the reliquary and our agents. We also needed to come up with a solid plan. We needed a route. Although the divines scoff at your best laid plans We needed something in our minds to set us at ease. A goal. A destination. We'd speak quietly about it as we trugged through the damp wilderness, and although we were both dreading saying it, I think we were both thinking the same thing the coast.